The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Nicole Hutchison, along with Amber Garcia and Mr. Isaiah Stanback. I'm up, the boy. Man? What's that? <laughs> Girls Talk <laughs> in SWBC studio. Sorry, I got a little excited, guys. Uh, how y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. sad, though. Why you sad? It's our last time together. Just saying. Y'all didn't... That was supposed to be said, and I'm just playing. I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're going back to the normal schedule. So. <laughs> Sound effect was great, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, man, I mean, we've got some time to really think about mm. Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Uh, we had a bye week. Now it's time to talk ball. Uh, did y'all watch the Eagles game yesterday? Yep. <laughs> watched every moment of it. All right. What scares y'all the most about... Okay, wow. Dang, I can't even get my thoughts out. What scares y'all the most about this Eagles team taking down the Dolphins yesterday? I think it was 31-17. Um, it's a lot to be scared about. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there's a lot to be scared about. Um, So when I think about the Eagles, we hopping straight into this. Yeah, huh? just, yeah just, okay. we'll, talk, we'll talk Cowboys, okay. Rams, and a few and break down... Their defensive front is yeah. disgusting. And when I say disgusting, I mean that in the most respectful way. They, what they've done in the draft the last two years is absolutely ridiculous, and everybody allowed them to do it. Everybody passed on players. They passed on Big Davis. They passed on uh, Jalen Carter, and allowed these guys to get both of those monsters in there to the point where now you have Fletcher Cox sitting on the bench. You have Jalen Carter coming off the bench sometimes, you know, and you just have this rotation of just complete dogs up front that are starters on any team. Literally, they have two waves of guys that are starters on any team. And you can say the same thing about the defensive end position for the Dallas Cowboys, but the interior defense alignment now allow for them to run a defensive set in a 3-4 that you typically would feel confident running against. But you can't run against that three four, and they make it hard. And once you once you're able to take away a team's you know one one third of their game, one third of their attack, you know in terms of the running game, it makes it, it makes it very difficult in terms of progressing the ball down the field, regardless of how explosive you got you have guys that you have on the outside. Um, yeah, I mean they definitely have talent, but you'll never hear me say. Anything about the Eagles scare me. I would never put that word next. Oh, no. you're, oh you're that person. No. Yeah, I'm that person. Oh. I'm that person. He's confident. It's mm. it's not about that. It's yeah. just like there's no other team. Well, yeah, there are other teams, but because now the 49ers have gotten up there. But look at it any way you want. I, but no. I am not intimidated by the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. What do you, what do, what do you respect think, about think, them? Let's look at that. This has changed the, well, changed again, the word. Again, you, you have to appreciate mm. some of the talent that, that is in there because that is what makes sometimes a very fun, competitive game to watch and what makes it a lot more exciting when you're going to face that team that's definitely a big, one of your biggest mm-hmm. uh, rivals in, in, obviously, in your division, but 
all in the NFL um, as well. But we've seen it too when going up against a divisional opponent, how things can change and you never know what a game is actually going to turn into and who's going to be benefiting from Mm -hmm. that game uh, that week. So I think uh, if we talk about the Cowboys versus Eagles, which will happen in a couple of weeks, that's coming uh, right around the corner. Talent-wise, I think currently... They seem to be in the upper level <laughs> right now, <laughs> but that's not to say I don't trust some of the things that the Cowboys have. And going back to the whole ref and officiating of things, uh, something needs to happen around the league and the NFL of just improving some of the calls in general because we've seen it back to back. I think about the face masking. They finished with no penalties yesterday, so that was kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying some, yeah, some of those things that happen in that game, you're yeah. just like sometimes it makes you wonder. Okay, what is this really? You don't know what's right or wrong anymore. Sometimes when it comes to whether there's a call or something that's not being called, so yeah. it's just it sucks because we know how much a penalty can cost you in a game and we've seen it happen before so it just when you don't find any type of consistency when it comes to the officiating of just a game in general whether it benefits you or the opposing team uh it it just sucks all in all and i think that in general needs to be fixed so you think that the referees had an impact on the game yesterday yeah I think so. Okay. And and you can say one one was a better team in general mm-hmm. and that's fair to say yeah. but at the end of the day if it does affect the outcome of one course. way or the other. I'm going to have to be the yeah, tiebreaker that one. Um I can agree with, you know, the refer- the officiating um but I mean that that Eagles team has <laughs> They got some dogs uh, in every position. Um, I mean, starting with, of course, Jalen Hurts. Then you go to the receivers, uh, A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. Like, those are elite route runners. Uh, Mm -hmm. And And Hurts had a rough day. And Hurts had a – exactly. But he was still able to extend plays, you know, Mm -hmm. and make things shaken. Um, Yeah, I mean – I think that – and then I think they just added all-pro safety Kevin Byard. Like – it's like they're. They just, did that today. They just did that. Maybe twenty minutes ago. Breaking news. Yeah. That's so, the. So, so just, now you add. Listen, I know a lot of people are. Listen, I, I'll draft, I was drafted by the Cowboys. Played for the Cowboys. Never played for Philly. Right. Um, I know a lot of people refuse to give credit where credit is due, and mm-hmm. because of team affiliations and loyalty, I I hear you and I get it. Uh, however, I'm a realist. <clears throat> Big kudos to the Philadelphia front office. Like they are probably the most aggressive front office in the league. And because of that, you hear their names in the front of the of the NFC every single year. Uh same thing with San Francisco. They've been the most one of the most aggressive teams in free agency and trades and all those things in the last few years and And that's what's impressive, <clears throat> the short amount of time that they've been able to do all those moves mm-hmm. in acquiring yeah. talent and and being able to manage everything under the cap like and make it work, that is very, very no, impressive. Yeah, kudos. Kudos. I can't believe they got fired. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scary addition to that side. Uh, oh. Now the Eagles, you look at them, they're 6-1, and one, um, leading the NFC East, Cowboys right behind them. Then you've got, you know, of course, the Giants and the Commanders. 
Giants beat the Commanders yesterday. So that's a, you know. Oh, uh, they play them in a couple of weeks. But oh. let's talk about this Rams Cowboys game. Okay. Guys. <laughs> you sound stressed. I am. <clears throat> you sound Listen. very stressed right now. <laughs> We can't name names in terms of people that I would love to see Dallas trade for because people are on rosters and we yeah. don't need any tampering issues. But there are some people out there that I, I would be hopeful that Dallas would be making phone calls on. Even most teams would not call on some of the people that I am that I have in my mind because they seemingly are off limits. But in this NFL, nobody's off limits. And you have to take your shots. And you have to understand where you're at as a organization. You have to understand how close you are. Are you in striking distance? Actually, being competitive to be able to go get a ship, you know, like go get a go get a ring, and then you have to make the moves that put you in the best position possible. Yeah. And I feel as if too many organizations play towards the future, like, oh, well, we got to position ourselves for a run, you know, in a couple of years, or we got to position ourselves because of salary cap. And I'm like, you play to win a ring. And you have to do what you have to do to get that ring. And I think Philadelphia has done a heck of a job. I, and I'm hopeful that Dallas Dallas took steps forward this year, this offseason, and being more aggressive. And I was very proud of them. They were they stepped, stepped way out of their comfort zone. They pulled off the B. Cooks. They pulled off the Gilmore. Right? It's like, okay, they pulled these parts out. And I hope that continues. I hope they keep that energy. I hope they, they try things that other teams are unwilling to try to bolster this team because – Windows close, mm-hmm. windows close, and there's you know the the chances of you keeping your entire defense together. Yes, you you are able to secure your entire secondary. You have you know you got some guys that you know Trayvon that you are able to secure. Um, you have Micah that you're figure out. Is coming up. Yeah, but there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of guys. Yeah, Dak. and the reality is people want to hear that. You're or not not. Gonna, yeah, you're not going to make everybody happy, mm-hmm. and chances are you're probably not going to retain everybody. That's just the reality of this game. Guys are going to go chase the bag. Whoever's going to give them the yeah. bag, that's where they're going. I'm sorry, Cowboys Nation, but that's where this game has gotten. Right? You've gotten to the point where players have to take care of themselves, and mm-hmm. that comes in the, in the, in light of having to get their money in a short window of time. And if the, your organization that you're currently playing for isn't going to give you that bag, yeah. sorry, I have to go get this bag. Yeah. So you might lose some of these players. So knowing that you might not retain everybody anyways, take your shot. Like, take your shot at some cats that – that you like they would jump off the screen like there's no way they just pull that off like yeah okay let's go so then what okay let's just go towards that conversation who what position group do you want to upgrade then since the trade Mm -hmm. line is coming up in about a week Mm -hmm. what position are you going after so there's one player in particular that i think about on the offensive side Okay, offensively, I think because when you think about trades, you're not trading for the future. Yeah. In my in my in my mind, if you're trading at this time of the year, you're trading because you're for making now. you're yeah. making yeah. I need somebody to come in now, like what mm-hmm. Philly just did. Like that's a <clears throat> our secondary is a little. That's our only soft spot that we have on our defense. Let's make let's, it, let's make it let's make it strong, yeah. right? Let's let's have no weaknesses at all. Okay, um, impenetrable. So I think Dallas. I think there's one running back in particular that the team probably wouldn't give them up. But you could take your shot, and I think if they were able to grab this one running back, I think it would add a whole nother dynamic, knowing that Tony Pollard isn't on contract beyond this year. So I think that's an opportunity. I also think that you can come out there and get another big boy on the interior defensive line. I'm talking about another run-stopping Jonathan Hankins type of person that he can play next to. Or if Hankins, you know, God forbid anything ever happened to Hankins, you're not now sitting up there twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out how do you fill that void Mm -hmm. because right now he's honestly your one big-time run-stopper. 
I mean, he is. There's other guys that Miles are making. Miles Smith has not paid out. Not yet. I mean, not yet. And I think yeah. he will. I think he will. But it's just he's, some guys take longer than others yeah. to catch on. And right now, he's that. He's one of those guys. Um, just no shot at him. It's just not happening in the time span that everybody was hoping. So if you lose Jonathan Hankins, you are now back in the same position because the guy that you drafted to play alongside him hasn't developed yet. So what options do you have if something goes wrong in that regard? Get somebody else for a sense of security. That's the only way team or teams are running the ball against you. 46, 47% of their snaps, yeah. they're running the ball. So that's how they want to attack you. Discourage them from running the ball against you by getting another big dog on the inside. So that's my thoughts. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, we need another receiver. Well, you, you got to find a way to get the receivers you have now the ball. Yep. <laughs> so that's not it. I think that the interior defensive line will make a huge difference for this team. And I think if you can get – there's only one running back out there that I would go grab that that would be like a shocking – like, what the heck? How did they do that? And if they did that, I think this running game would turn up. Well, it's that's interesting because I think you currently do have some very capable backs mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah. It just hasn't – we haven't seen it. It hasn't clicked. For and sure. that goes along the whole offense in general. You talk about wide receiver. Yes, you definitely would want a weapon like that on offense. But nothing – like on paper, you think this offense looks pretty good. Should be pretty good. You shouldn't have – you shouldn't have the issues that you currently have. You shouldn't um, be so like you don't. You still don't know what you have in on the team. Like you don't know what your offense really is just yet. Mm-hmm. But it, it it just it's not clicking. Yeah. So to me, I would say if I was looking at to add some talent, I would go to the defense and add some somebody in the secondary. I think mm-hmm. um, I don't like saying this because I still think that. Uh, Gilmore, he's a very capable corner, and mm-hmm. he is a veteran, has a lot, but there is some part of his game where he's just, he'll be slow, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like Deron Bland, he's done an amazing job taking on that role, mm-hmm. but you can't leave everything up to him. I think yeah. you're lacking a little <clears throat> something after you lost uh, Trevon Diggs with the injury. Uh, and the defense, unfortunately, has not gone back to being that defense that we initially thought we had um, at the beginning. I, so, I, I agree with you at the cornerback position. I think if there was a corner out there that you can get that is classified as a shutdown corner, there's only about three or four of those in the entire league, right? So the, the probability of, of a team giving up a cornerback yeah. is probably those are slim. Hard, hard to yeah, find. unless there's some issues they're having out there with the organization, it's slim to none that you're going to get that. But I do agree that would be a position that I would go after. I wanted to go back to the offense. Like the offense is not doing bad. Yeah. It's just not as explosive and flashy mm-hmm. as people are used to. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something I talked about all through training camp that this whatever you have in your head in terms of this offense and what it's been like, like scrub that, like get your etch and sketch out and erase that out the way and yeah. you start blank because this is a new offense. It is not going to look the same. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to look the same. Offensively, they're six in the league in terms of average rushes per game. They're getting 30 rushes a game. Okay, ninth in the league in terms of rushing yards per game, 119 yards per game. That's, that's which top is two. crazy because yeah. when you're looking, when you're watching the game, doesn't not feel like paying it. attention to yeah. the stats, you, it definitely doesn't does feel, not like, feel yeah. like that. So we're, we're talking about that's two stats, top ten, right, in terms of the rushing game. Fourth in the league in third down conversions, 47 percent on third down conversion. So not only are you running the ball effectively, but you're actually sustaining drives because of it. You said they're fourth on third down. Yeah, fourth in the league on third down conversion. Wow. Okay, and then Dak is fourth in the league on 69.7 percent in terms of his completion rate. Doesn't feel like it. No. Yeah. So statistically. 
they're doing a good job. Now, where are they sloughing at? Well, they're 11th worst team in terms of sacks. Yeah. Okay. They've given up seven. They've given up sacks on 7% of their, of their passes. Okay. That's after Dak escaped five sacks last week as well. Okay. So they're struggling up front trying to figure out that aspect with the red zone. That's something that stuck out in everybody's mind. So they're moving the ball, but are they putting it in the end zone? Right. So those are things that are sticking out in people's minds and the big plays. People are used to seeing big plays around here. Well, the only way you're going to see big plays around here is if you can get that running game going and with explosive plays on the ground. Not just the effective plays, not just the, you know, the four or five yard runs. Like you have to have those splash plays to get those teams to come out of two high safety and go down to, to go down to one single high safety. Yeah. Now you can get those big plays over the top. So just wanted to kind of bring that full circle because a lot of people are really they're not they don't they don't feel good about this offense right now and i'm like listen for a brand new offense with a brand new coordinator with a, with a brand new system brand new terminology like they're not doing half bad it just doesn't feel right like, well, because it just, it just you can like, accumulate all those stats uh throughout a game but are you scoring yeah yeah, and that's, scoring, the, yeah that's, that's the, the issue. point yeah. that's the mm-hmm. whole issue there is like you see them driving down the field at times really, really good, and then they get into now the red zone yeah. issues, and they're unable to score. And I think that's where it, some of that perception yep. falls into yeah. when you when those stats don't translate Correct. into points. To points. I agree. What's y'all's confidence level in this offense? I mean, you just ran off mm-hmm. the stats, but what's your confidence level in this offense through the first six weeks, seven weeks? I feel honestly, I, I understand this offense because I've been in this type of offense before. So I have a perspective and an outlook that most people don't. So I know where this offense can be and most likely will be towards the middle part of the season. We're not even in the middle of the part of the season yeah. yet. You know, so like by that time, I think that Coach McCarthy will be hitting his flow. I think he's going to get his ebbs and flows. The communication will be on point, right? Mm-hmm. The substitution, the personnel groupings, the formations, the shifts, the motions, like all that stuff has to come into play where you're still keeping your foundational pillars of your offense, but you're just making it look different. That's the West Coast system, right? You might run the same seven doggone routes all day long, but guess what? I'm going to move you around, and I'm going to change the leverage. I'm going to change the motions. I'm going to make sure that I, this is the massive matchup that I want. I'm going to put you in motion. Okay, they didn't adjust. Okay, I'm going to bring you yeah. back now. Like, There's a whole lot of intricacies to, this, to the offense that they will get there, and I think you saw some of that last week. You started to see some of those things show up. Like, okay, they're moving CD around. Okay, you saw Turpin a couple weeks ago. Oh, Turpin, shoot, they moved Turpin around. There we go, touchdown. Mm -hmm. They moved CD around. Okay, they adjust some things. Okay, he ran a slant route, but guess what? They moved guys around. The linebacker now moved five yards inside, and now CD has an open slant. So there's a lot of things like that that are going to continue to present themselves, but they have to get comfortable. Yeah, to me, I think if you take the emotions out of everything, Mm -hmm. on paper and everything that I just said, it looks okay. Like, this is something we yeah. can work with. But when you put emotions inside, which is me, I'm a very emotional person. I go through <laughs> a whole roller coaster of things, you know, and I've only been working here and following the Cowboys for like 10 years. So I haven't been following the team or the NFLs as long as many Wait, you said of their 10 years. Yeah, I know, right? She yeah. just kind of threw that Wait, out. Like, you yeah, just threw that yeah. Out. yeah, like it was nothing. I know. Like, I know. Whoa. We're peons over here. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm playing. I'm <laughs> playing with you. Go ahead, girl. Now I feel really old. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. let's just forget about yeah. that part. Yeah, no. forget that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But my, my point is that when you put the emotions into the whole thing of like the trajectory, year after year after year, and you get to a point where for me this year, I really thought we were up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning of training camp, you see 
everybody on offense. You you start putting all the pieces together. I'm like, man, we look good. You know, we have the talent there. And then it's not really translating as you thought it would be. And then you're what we just said. You're watching what they currently are right now. Things are not really clicking. You're still figuring out what are they, who are they. Um, But you're still holding on to that belief that you you know the talent that is there. And so you can envision it. But then you go back and you're like, okay, can they actually start piecing everything together, making things click in this amount of time? Like, how long is it going to take to get there? Um, So I go through a roller coaster of all kinds of emotion of, yes, holding on to hope, holding. I I see the talent. They have it there. It just just needs to finally click and it will at some point. But how long is that going to take? And that's where I kind of just swift back and forth. Hopefully like, before mid-November. Yeah, there's a sense of urgency now. Right. They've got the Rams this week, the Eagles <clears throat> next week, so it doesn't get any easier. But we're going to be right back right here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Stay with us. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And this segment is presented by Rally Days. They presented by SeatGeek. Give NFL fans an experience of a lifetime the day prior to Dallas Cowboys home games. On October 28th, enjoy activities at Miller Lighthouse. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of AT&T Stadium and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for more information and to get your tickets today. Ooh. Sounds like some fun. <laughs> my parents are actually coming down here for the game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nice. I'm getting them tickets. It's going to break my bank, but it's okay. Are you a daddy's girl or a mama's girl? Definitely a daddy's girl. Okay. I don't know. I'm a little bit of both. Okay. Not, yeah, kind of spoiled. Oh, kind of. You admitted that. That must mean you're really spoiled. Then. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> just a little bit. You must be super spoiled. Yeah, okay. just a tad bit. Uh, <laughs> let's continue on this conversation, guys. Uh, just let's, let's switch gears to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, how do you feel like you got, as a, I guess, coaching perspective for you both, um, how can you, I guess, help maintain the identity of this Dallas Cowboys defense? They've been so known for being um, aggressive and, you know, pressuring the quarterback and getting turnovers and things like that. They got back to that last week, but we haven't seen that on a consistent basis. Um, so, so. Put your coaching hats on, coordinator hats on. I want to know y'all's thoughts. Uh, I think this defense is improving. 
I truly do. I believe they're improving simply because of the fact they're being more effective in defending against the run. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Big Jonathan Hankins. Shout out to Oso Digizua. Shout out to D Law. Those guys have all stepped up to be influential players in that regard. Um, and because of that, they're able to start doing what they do best, and that's rushing the passer. Um, what happened against the Chargers would not have had would not have happened had it been for the rush defense. Yeah. You're talking about you shut down Eckler, one of the most probably the most versatile running back in the league, next to McCaffrey, who you faced the week before. He's the most versatile guy that right behind him, and you shut him down 27 yards. Like that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um, that's obviously in the running game. That's obviously getting the ball to him in the passing game as well. Marquise Bell did a good job of shutting that down. So these guys are doing a great job up front and negating the other team's number one threats in terms of running backs. Um, and I think that's going to pay dividends. Now, Dan Quinn's going to have to continue to get in his bag because I think teams are starting to figure out how to defend or how to – how to stop the pass rush. Yeah, um, We started out at the top of the league in terms of sacks. Now we've fallen down to 17th, yeah. you know, right in the middle of the pack for sacks and with, you know, average of 2.7 sacks per game. Um, the reality is teams have loaded up and this team has the personnel to get there, but they have to find a way to continue to remain um, impactful in that regard. Moving guys around, stunts. I think that they've stopped doing as many stunts as they once were um, because of their intentionality of stopping the run Mm -hmm. so when you were doing all those stunts you were giving up big runs you go back to the arizona game a lot of those big gaping holes were because they were stunning out of holes right so when i'm stunning out of my hole i'm going up there i'm I'm selling out for the for the sack but i'm giving up literally one to two running holes for running backs to be able to run through so if i don't want to do that then guess what i have to defend the run now and now i'm less you know less capable of getting to the quarterback so something has to give and i think that now they're more so resting assured and hey you just got to win your one-on-one matchups and i'm not going to add as much scheme to the pass rush It's more so just a matchup now hey michael beat that guy also beat your guy like everybody's just head up try to win Um, i'm not going to scheme you in position because it leaves us vulnerable in the running game yeah, um, well, we know everything starts up front, and how the defensive line goes affects everything else. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe their focus has kind of switched a little bit, a little bit mm-hmm. into trying to stop the run because we've seen it before. That was their one week, like. How do you say that? Weakest, uh, their Achilles, 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 what are you saying? Achilles, Achilles, what what is that saying? Achilles, 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 yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm thinking in Spanish, trying to translate here, but yeah, their their weakest area, yeah, it it was stopping the run, and they've managed to do that, um, or improved Mm -hmm. at doing that. I think, um, you do have enough guys up front where. People that can get to the quarterback. I mean, everybody you just mentioned on the line, there's so many guys up there that you can still, I think, find a way to go back into creating so much more pressure Mm -hmm. and attacking the quarterback and getting those sacks. Um, To me personally, I don't really, I don't, I'm better with knowing there's pressure rather than caring about sacks. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, sacks is. You know, yeah, it's great when they're they're coming your way. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, just pressuring the, the quarterback because I think that does create the opportunities where this defense has been able to get their hands on the ball. You get their own bland intercepting uh, and, and getting his hands on the ball. So I think it's just 
figuring out. But again, you go back to injuries, it does affect the whole thing. Or like now you're having to use Micah a little bit more a linebacker that you weren't doing that as much before. And you kind of, you know, they're not going to ever, I don't think, put him just a linebacker. They're going to keep using him to to create some pressure there. But even with him, a guy like him, you've seen in the past few weeks where teams have been able to kind of get a hold of him, like handle him a little bit. And, but again, you have other guys that does create opportunities to allow other players to kind of get to the quarterback. So uh, we'll see how, how they keep trying to improve things. I trust Dan Quinn very, very much. And going back to what you were saying, Isaiah, of losing people and you never having the same team or the same people around, that's, one, that's my guy. Dan Quinn, I love him. And <laughs> it's been incredible the fact that Two years in a row, they've been able to keep him where when we didn't think that was going to happen let, once, let alone twice. He just didn't want to so, leave. He yeah. just didn't want to leave. <laughs> we'll see what you know yeah. what uh, yeah. what his future looks like, but I think every year it, it does look hard. And, well, I don't want to speculate and, mm-hmm. and get that far down the road, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We're going to run through the position groups real quick. Okay. I want to see a rating. Mm. I think of this like Madden rating. But it's going to be one through five. Five okay. being the best. best. Okay. One being terrible. Is it the best on a team or best in the league? Like And the team. Okay. On the team. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with, um, let's start with QB room. QB first, room? Let's just go with Dak Prescott first. Uh, can we do points, decimals? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I give Dak a... Why? I think he's doing a better job of some of his decision-making. I still think that he can be more uh, impactful in terms of making plays. Uh, I think you saw glimpses of that, Mm -hmm. but I think he has to be more consistent with that. Now, I can't sit here and tell him when to feel comfortable running the ball or when to feel comfortable – you know, making guys miss, whatever it might be. You see some of that showing up more consistently. So I think it's, it's starting, I think he's starting to get his spider senses back in that regard. Um, but I still see him struggling to make good decisions as well. So, um, and a lot of the decisions that he's made bad choices on are against very simplistic looks. So that, that kind of worries me at times. Uh, to me, I would say maybe like a three. 3.5, if, uh, maybe. But to me, I don't put it all on him. I think that Mike McCarthy, the way he's changing things, it just hasn't gone, it hasn't benefited Dak the way that maybe he was hoping to. I think uh, there has been some clashing there where this new style offense is is just not really working to who Dak has been as a player in his career so far. But I think they we, last week we started seeing some of that improvement of just letting him be a football player, like letting him be a quarterback and trust your instinct, his instincts and letting loose and just play with your body reacting to things without uh, overthinking everything. So, again, I just... I don't put it all on him. I think it's a combination of him being placed in a different scheme, scenario, mold that he doesn't quite fit in just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back room. Who wants to go? To, do you want to go first, Amber? Running back as a whole. Yep. Um, I would give it... Well... 
I was I was gonna say three, but then in thinking back to the stats that <laughs> you brought up earlier, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> statistically, number wise, it does appear to be better than what my eyes see at times. Um, <laughs> so maybe we had a point. In, I would say three point five for them. They're and again, not all in them. I think the O-line struggles there have affected the running game a whole lot, and that goes hand in hand. Um, but I still believe you have a good running back group. I yeah. think they're they're capable. And Tony Pollard taking on that role, not that he can't, but he's taking on so much more workload than he's used to. You're asking so much more of him, even blocking mm. you, at times that he's required to do some of that. So I think... Um, he, yeah, it's it's he's having to deal or take on a, a bigger charge than what he's used to, and maybe that that's kind of a reflection of what we see at times. I gave him a four point two. Four point two. Four point two. You gave him a you gave him a three point five. Three point five. Yeah, I gave him four two. two. I think they're I think everything that you've asked of them, they've been successful with it. Uh, aside from. Um, you know, um, Deuce Vaughn. I mean, he's been thrown in some bad situations. But Rico's come in. He's been nothing but a hard-hitting running back. Falling forward every time he gets the ball. Uh, TP's doing a great job. His average is high. Just not getting as many touches. There are big splash plays that you would like. There's more so just kind of moving the change type plays. So um, they'll continue to improve in terms of giving them more opportunities. But the opportunities that they have received, <clears throat> they've done a great job with them. Receivers. Wait, what about you? You you should throw in your own score. Oh, uh, hmm. I'd give them probably a three point two. Oh, I'd say it. Th- Dang. <laughs> oh, I would only say that just because kind of going back to Amber. Um, I think they're what they're doing statistically is good. Um, but I just feel like we haven't really gotten that run game going. You know, mm. we haven't really. You think seen that's on them? I don't think it's on mm. them. I think it's. I don't want to. I'm sorry. Say what you just. I, I think it's kind of the play calling. Um, okay. Just kind of playing too conservative. I know that was kind of like the angle that Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy wanted, but I think it's a little too conservative. Okay. Um, so I'd like them to. I'd like them to get more touches, Tony. Um, especially Rico. We've seen what he's been able to do. Uh, why are you laughing? That's funny. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, I just don't think that they've. Um, Really What's gotten the those joke? guys going. I don't what know. What was the know. joke? Funny. No, when, I, when I think of conservative, I think back to old school church. Like you know, like you had to wear your stockings. You want to take stockings off. You know, oh they just God. show a little leg. You know, you show a little leg on offense. Well, yeah, there yeah. You go. Maybe that's it. Yes, my open toe heels. That's you know, it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you got a little something. A little something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I give them a three point two. I want to see more from them. A lot more. Kind of like the receivers. I want to see a lot more with them too. Okay. Yeah. What's the receivers? What's your score on them? Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> Come on, you gotta say it with your chest. <clears throat> You'll walk past one of them tomorrow. It's okay. You're right. Um, <clears throat> with how I know they can be, let me start there. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait, whoa, wait. whoa, whoa! <laughs> We're not going off a of future. What is this? <laughs> okay, right now I would give them maybe like a three point seven. I say three point seven. Okay. Um, again, we we haven't really seen much of them. We saw, of course, CD have a big. Uh, Big outing last weekend or last, the weekend before. Sorry, my days are all running together uh, in week six. But I still want to see a lot from Brandon Cooks. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I've said this a lot. You went out and got a guy who has speed, mm-hmm. who can add to this roster, who's explosive. And 
he had multiple thousand yard Ooh, receiving uh, seasons. Six or seven of them. Yeah, and four out of his five other teams. And then he comes here and it's like, <laughs> one touchdown. I don't really like that. Uh, I want to see more from him. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup, I need to see him do better. Um, yeah, I'd say 3.7. Now, what I know I can't, what they can be, that group can definitely be a five. Okay. I think they could be a top receiver room in the league. I give them a 3.7 as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I bump them up 3.8. Uh, I just want to see them create more separation on one on one matchups. Yeah. I think teams are starting to try to take away the run. I don't think teams are really threatened by Dak's throwing ability right now because of the offensive scheme. Yeah. So I think they're getting a lot more man to man than you ever anticipated. And then they haven't been creating a ton of separation there. So um, I think they need to improve upon that. Um, but I think the majority of the opportunities that have come towards Cooks or CD have been on point. Um, Gallup, you have to play within what he's able to do. Yeah. Um, you guys are very generous. <laughs> I feel. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> or maybe I'm Ooh. a tough critic. <laughs> That's hard love. Uh, I was thinking more of a two. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Wait, I was not expecting you to say that. They have been... <clears throat> <laughs> okay. By my initial evaluation of what I thought they would be, they have been absolutely terrible, but not by their own doing. I think it's more of the change of offense and yes, that's, how you can't call that against them. Okay, we're talking. I'm not saying it's for the players. Okay. I think this is the result of the result of it. If you okay. have to rate what they're given as a result, the okay. result is what it is. So I'm not putting it on them okay. because I still think they are so talented. You have a lot of really good guys uh, at the wide receiver group. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of times that you see them open, like Brandon Cooks open. Often. Is the ball getting to him? No. <clears throat> so it's, it's more of, I feel like the, you ran into that same problem last year with a late season acquisition. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. Um yeah. Anyways, the point is I'm not holding up holding it against the actual talent is more of I would say the play calling and, sure. and the how you're scheming things for them. I think that that's a, a perfect example. Um, CD Lamb, mm. when we saw it a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago, when him being upset and getting mad in a game, that's something we haven't seen him do ever. That was the first time I ever saw him actually be upset on the sideline. And I think it's a it's, it's a buildup of mm. things not going his way. And then what happened the next week? They worked together, they improved things, and he was able to be pretty inf impactful. Not at the, I would have wanted to see more of him uh, instead of them forcing the ball to Michael Gallup, but I think the talent is there. They're just not being schemed the mm. right way. So you mean like when CeeDee Lamb spoke up the next game, he got the ball early and often, kind of like Amari Cooper when he spoke up, he got the ball early. I'm just saying just commonalities, that's all. All right. Well, we'll history repeats itself sometimes. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna be <laughs> gonna be right back, right here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home, but to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation, so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Chickasaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and it's spooky season at the Star. Join us on Saturday, October 28th, for a Halloween spooktacular brought to you by Mars Candy. Trick or treat from 30-plus restaurants and shops in the Star District. Plus, enjoy a performance from a magician, spooky tunes from a live DJ, crafts, for the kiddos and more out mm. on Tocitos Championship Plaza. This event is free. Ooh, free. We love free and open to the public. <laughs> Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. I've seen this jigsaw vehicle out there in the star sometimes. Have you guys <laughs> yeah, seen that? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty dope. I haven't seen it. You guys have that downloaded? No? Mm. No? Okay. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds uh, like you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I do not. I, I'm actually going to get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's continue on our uh, I think we wrapped up at receivers. Uh, let's go to offensive line. Who wants to go first? <laughs> what is so funny? O line. Okay, O line. Let's go with. Um, I'm not even looking at her right now. Your poor wife. <laughs> I can't have that app. Y'all can. Uh, um, okay, so O line, I'm going to give a 2.3. 2.3. Okay. They have not been good. <laughs> They have not. I mean, ever since you got your five starting linemen back, they have not. They're not as cohesive as they want to be right now. They will get there, I believe, as long as everybody can remain healthy. They'll continue to improve, but right now, this is not good. But that's not that's not on. No, no, it's on them. It's on them. Yeah, they're not. They're not blocking very well. They're they're not. Dak's getting a lot of pressure in his face. Um, They're not passing off responsibilities very well. They don't have gap integrity. Um, They're not staying conjoined at the hip. There's a lot of things like there's just they're not they're not one unit yet. There are five guys that are, are, are good individually, but they're not a unit yet. So until they become a unit, they're gonna they're at two point two. Well, that's what I kind of was leaning towards, or why it's not on them. Because I mean, they haven't played much together. But I mean, I guess we that. can't use. It. <clears throat> no, I'm not yeah. hearing that. No, they okay. they have to figure it out. They, they, I'm not they're... hearing that. You said last <laughs> week you talked about them practicing together and Ooh. being cohesive. They've been we practicing have it together tape. since camp. Jazz play by play. They've been practicing. No, listen. No, listen. I mean, like, they have to figure that the stuff that they're facing is not like crazy. Like, it's, it's you still have to be impactful and effective with it, right? You have to handle your assignment, but like, it's not like who was a D coordinator for Buffalo back in the day? I can't remember his name. Anyways, they're not they're not facing defense that are just coming out with some stuff out the wazoo. Like this is mm-hmm. normal stuff. The Chargers probably presented the the craziest looks in terms of pressures, uh, in terms of their techniques. They had guys way outside the tackle box running stunts. That is difficult in terms of being able to stay with your integrity in terms of where you should be and making guys come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, <clears throat> they just haven't been awesome and they haven't been dominant 
in the running game in terms of moving people off the ball. And I think that's more worrisome than anything. Dak's getting pressure way too often on three-step drops, right, or shotgun catching throws. That's not supposed to be. The, the whole purpose of having this West Coast offense is so that your quarterback isn't facing pressure and he can make quick decisions. Then all of a sudden you're still running that offense and you're still getting pressure. Yeah. So something has to give. Yeah. Um, to me, I would say maybe a two for them. I think they definitely have been struggling with injuries, every single player. Uh, to start off the season, when you had to rely on some of your backups, Chu Maidoga at the time was doing mm-hmm. really well for given the circumstances. So you thought, okay, we're having to play a little musical chair here, but they're kind of, they seem to be holding up or being able to do enough. Like the the first game, Arizona. You didn't lose that game because of your O-line, you know? So they were kind of holding it up there. Now you get all your starters back. And, yes, I absolutely get the argument where you have to all be one unit, be cohesive, practice together. Everyone needs to be in sync and know exactly, like, okay, I know exactly what this guy on my right is going to do, so I don't have to worry about that. Let me focus on this side and vice versa. But at the same time, individually, I've seen it at, during games. They do get beat one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Guys that are veterans, guys that you expect a lot more out of them because you've seen it. So it's just, it's weird. Like, that's the whole thing that has been very weird to me when you know what this guy is capable, or a lot of these guys, but then you see them getting beat one-on-one. And that's where I go back to, okay, maybe the whole injury situation, mm-hmm. it's affecting them a lot more than... <laughs> You think, yeah, and that's the they're only just, thing I, I can just kind of blame some it. Dogs, they're facing some dudes now. I mean, they've they're, these defensive fronts that they've played against in the first part of the season have not been easy. I mean, yeah. you face some of the best guys in the league. You face arguably the best, one of the best defensive ends, top three at least, hands well, down. That, yeah. That's a whole combination because you're facing someone that's really good, and you're hurt too. Dangling uh, a little. I think, yeah. I, don't I know. mean, Khalil Mack had his way against Tyron Smith. I mean, he's but he's also had six sacks. I mean, five sacks in a game. So, I mean, you're talking about somebody who's one of the top pass rushers in most recent history. You're talking about Bosa, not not Joey, but Nick Bosa, who's mm-hmm. one of the best pass rushers in the game today. Um, you're about to go up against, you know, the best defense alignment in football mm-hmm. this coming week. The following week, you're about to go against the best defensive line in football. You know, so, I mean, like, yeah. you got your hands full. You have your hands full, but to that point, you have to figure it out because it doesn't get easier. So we can't sit up here and make excuses about something that's going to increasingly get more difficult. Yeah. All right. Well, we technically went over, but yeah, oh. I know, I went by fast mm-hmm. today. Over? Let's just real quick throw out our uh, ratings for the last three positions. Defensive line, go. Four. Oh, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, four. Say like 4.3. All right, uh-huh. linebacker room. Two seven. Oh wow! <clears throat> I say three two. I was thinking more like three. Yeah, around there. All right. We can round up. Safeties. <laughs> <laughs> Safeties. Um, Safeties. I haven't. Honestly, I haven't paid enough attention hmm. to make to make that judgment. I really haven't. I apologize, people. I give the safeties. I, um, I say three three eight. Oh. I give him a three eight. You give him a little bump from what you were gonna bump. say. Okay. I think around three. I mean, there are times where 
<clears throat> a corner needs yeah. some help, some backup, and they're not. The, where's your safety? Um, there are times where a guy is wide open and gets into the end zone. Where's your safety? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of been. Uh, it hasn't been as good as I thought it was gonna be to start off. Corners. Corners. I'm gonna go ahead and give them a four, like a four-four. I feel good about the corners right now. They've done a heck of a job, especially yeah. in the absence of the of their lead dog. I would say, yeah, like around four point two, okay. <laughs> four point two. Or there, they've done a nice job. It's just again, they they have taken a hit mm-hmm. yeah. with the absence of Trevon Diggs. Special teams. Oh, special teams have been five. money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money. Brandon 4. Aubrey. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Aubrey. You, you know he's. Elite. You know he's too. Two more field goals, consecutive field yeah. goals away from setting the record or tying the tying record. Tying the record, yeah. yeah. For most consecutive kicks for somebody in their first year. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. Yeah. Great pickup front office. Yeah. I didn't. I had no faith in you in this. I don't in that think one, anyone did. They did a good job. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it here for Girls Talk, Boys Talk. That's a nice necklace by, you have on there. Thank you. Presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys is the last time She's we will be working with you. With you, um, Lord, I had fun with y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thanks for having us on the show. We'll see you guys back tomorrow. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?